Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. I'm Clint Bowers. Thanks for joining us, Clint. It's great to see you here. Absolutely. Glad to be here. We are in New Orleans at the Accounting Salon 2019. That's right. This is the second time I get to meet Clint face-to-face. That's exciting. Likewise for me, I think. I think so. Yeah. So, Clint, uh, where where are you coming from? Dallas. Yes. What do you do in Dallas? So, in Dallas, I own my own firm, uh, Smart Business Concepts, um, as well as a CPA firm uh, where we um, work with small business clients and try to help them uh, get profitable or stay profitable or stay in business. Stay in business. Yes. More profitable. (laughs) (laughs) Make money. What what sort of uh, businesses? Uh, Yeah. So, um, I would say. I could probably give you a list of uh, clients or types of businesses that we don't uh, serve rather than uh, what we do. But um, I would say anywhere, you know, under 50 million, 50 million bucks. But yeah, professional services, um, actually uh, manufacturing. We'd love doing manufacturing. Um, That must be, uh, manufacturing must be challenging from a technology standpoint. It is. So actually manufacturing companies are probably some of the slowest to adopt um, to any type of cloud technology. Um, that they, they really use their legacy systems um, and getting them over to um, a cloud um, platform is actually challenging because there's a lot more inputs that go into just flipping a switch uh, versus, you know, oh, now I'm going to move my invoicing over in my, my payables. There's actually a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff underlying that um, takes a lot more effort. So that's the, usually the biggest barrier. So are you moving those companies that sign up with you to two cloud platforms or are you keeping them on their ERP or their manufacturing uh, systems? Yeah, so we will we will definitely move them over. Um, so if, yeah, that's not really a scalable solution to, to have a bunch of um, on-premise, um, you know, solutions that each client is using something a little bit different. So yeah, we'll move them over. Can I talk about your, can I ask about your tech stack? What are you, what are you using for manufacturing? Uh, so, well, okay. So that's, that is going to kind of depend a little bit on the industry. So there's some that, um, you know, we, we can look at a deer or something like that. Um, deer inventory. Yeah, deer inventory. So for some of our clients, they actually have more specific that you probably wouldn't have heard of, but um, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but um, so maybe it's a particular um, like bread, you know, or, or that particular software that's geared around how you make bread and the process around that. So um, so we would help identify what are some of the solutions out there um, for that. Help me understand, because uh, yes. I've never worked with manufacturing clients, not large scale, yeah. right? I had a guy who like was making honey in a loft oh, yeah. in, in Brooklyn, yeah. but that wasn't, we weren't using a manufacturing yeah. system for that. Right. Uh, so like what, what are the, why would somebody have a specialized system for making bread? Uh, okay, good question. Um, so it's because of a lot of the, when you're talking around about food, yeah. so there's maybe uh, certain requirements of tracking certain things um, or there's special processes around bread. Um, and so a software company will go, you know, after a particular industry um, and specialize their software for that particular um, vertical. So I got to track all the... Uh... Batches or what? yeah, the ba- yeah. I mean, batching is pretty common, but um, you know, with what, how the dough is um, maybe um, takes time to, to rise or things like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not a bread maker, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, somebody could probably call me out on that. But um, 
just some of the nuances around the industry. That's that's really it. But you're yeah. a dough maker. I'm a dough. Aha, uh-huh. very good. Yeah, I like that. I like how you did that. That's right. I may have to uh, add we'll, that. We'll help rebrand you. Yeah. So dough maker. Dough maker. maker. So I remember, I don't know, this would be half a dozen years ago or so. Um, I remember getting a discussion with some on-prem uh, manufacturing mm-hmm. software apps, right? That are just, we can never go cloud because the latency and just that little bit of lag that cloud has that you don't have on-prem for some manufacturers because maybe they're producing an assembly line that's just going so fast, like they just can't, you just can't have that extra little bit of lag every time you that browser refresh happens. It just, mm. it just, is that true? Is that is that still true today? Is that something, or was I just getting blown smoke? Yeah, I think that you know, if you say that was ten years ago, that probably was that that, that really probably was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say now, typically you probably have less downtime if you're in cloud based rather than having to rely on actual maybe on premise servers and and dealing with all of that. So I don't think that's really much as much of an issue, especially on companies, you know, companies that are less than a hundred million in sales and to where they're not, they're not pumping out, you know, um, a crazy amount of product per second. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I don't think that's such an issue anymore. So uh, how big is your firm? Ah, uh, yeah. So we have, um, there's seven of us on in Dallas. Um, and yeah, we've been around for almost five years. Yeah. What were you so, doing before that? So my background is in manufacturing. Go figure, huh? Um, so I worked at uh, about a two billion dollar company um, in Dallas. It was national. Um, it's a dairy. It was a well, it is a dairy um, company. Borden actually, um, and so very large manufacturing and distribution uh, network. And uh, I was the vice president of corporate controller there. Uh, when I left. Yeah. So I spent my entire career there. So that's hence the manufacturing. Hence part. The manufacturing yeah. yeah. Kind of close the loop on that. And, and you see, so all your seven employees are all in the same office. Do you allow people to work, work remotely? Uh, actually, yes. Yeah. So we are all in the same office. Um, however, yeah, we do have, um, uh, we do have a couple that work from home a couple of days a week. Um, and we're actually to get into all this. We're getting, uh, we're actually rolling out a work from home policy. Um, in order to try to stagger folks in and out um, of the office, there we're finding that just pretty much like everyone else, um, you really can't get some really good, um, just nice, quiet work done outside of the office, um, and it's helping with um, productivity and, and um, um, you know not fighting the Dallas traffic because we are down um, down not in downtown but right near downtown. So instead of spending an hour both ways commuting, mm-hmm. then. You have an office. Yes. People come to work there, but they can yes. come to work. They can work from home. Yep. So they can work from home two days a week as of right now. And do you recruit? If you need to uh-huh. hire, would you recruit yeah. from the Dallas area or do you go from anywhere? Well, we're actually recruiting right now. Um, we started in the Dallas market, but we're actually, we're expanding to all of Texas right now in our search. Yeah. Um, so. So you started with Dallas, you expanded. Was that because you were having trouble? Yes. Yeah. So the, we're, we're looking for a particular tax um, expertise um, to, to really manage the entire tax department. And right, so you hear that, listeners? Yeah, did you? If you yeah, it's a really cool place to work. Yeah, well, um, yeah. why not? Yeah. So if, if somebody is, happens to be listening yeah. and is in tax, right. where should they go to, to learn more about your firm? Oh, go to the website. So smartconcepts.co. That tells all about our firm and just contact uh, 
uh, email me, email me your resume. I'd love to. Yeah. So it's, it's quite a unique opportunity uh, that we're, that we're looking for. So work from home. Work. Yeah. 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 In no, fact, this, uh, our, the, the, the person who is leaving, um, husband's getting relocated to Germany, um, is, um, works from home two days a week. Yeah. So I think cause a lot of, like Blake and I met you for the first time last year at the Italian Salon. Right. I didn't know much about you from there, but I feel like we've kind of stayed in touch since. Mm-hmm. What was your big takeaway? Or like, what, what was the thing you gained from either the last accounting salon or knowing the accounting mm. saloners over the last year? Yeah, um, actually, that's a really great question. Um, and I put into, I took a lot away, which was learning um, to really um, get out a good and solid core message about your business, about what it about what it does and what it does differently and what it does not do. Um, we we chose not to do a vertical um, and have a niche, but um, what we did realize kind of coming away from here, and I just started learning this, and I think I talked about it the last slide, um, is we do want to, and we are focusing on how we can make our clients more profitable. So really digging in operationally. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean a bunch of fancy dashboards or things like that, but really understanding their business and working with them really on a pretty um, detailed level to understand profitability and where they are and or are not making money um, and where they're spending money, where they should be spending money, um, things like that. So um, well, so, so we're working on really branding that right now, yeah. um, which we hope to launch in the next couple of months. I, I imagine that when you do deliver an insight that it gives them a percent or two back to their bottom line, you don't have a problem selling anything else after that. That's an excellent point. Yeah. So getting that first big win is yeah. is really good. And and it really sets up a really nice trust um, uh, between you and the client. And I imagine there's more opportunities for wins and if your client if your if your clients are in the manufacturing business because there's lots of different variables and levers for you to pull. That's right. So you can find one and then come on later, find another lever, right. pull another lever. Yeah. yeah so that's what we're, we're, we're building out our process around that. So right now it's been very um, tailored to what's going on in the business, but we're, that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to put together a process map of how we could look at, um, it doesn't really matter what type of business, but we go through the same process um, to discover those things. But that, yeah, that's exactly right. So we typically don't go in and give you, are able to deliver 10 great things and then we don't do anything for a year. Um, it doesn't really work like that's exactly right. So what if, uh, so our listeners um, obviously learn something from Blake and myself, hopefully every week, but what's something they can only learn from you, Clint? They only can learn from you. They can only learn, um, what did you call me earlier? A, a, a dough maker? Yeah, a dough maker. How to make dough. No, that's not right. But, but so you, you were talking about yeah. it already, like helping clients find profitability mm-hmm. or find ways. I feel like not enough and everyone talks about mm-hmm. advisory services. Yep. You got to get into advisory services. What does that mean? It yeah. Sounds... So actually, we were popping that question over um, yeah. within Salon. Uh, it's like, what, it's going to be a topic. What exactly does advisory yes. mean? And so, advisory to me, I, I think it's a term that's thrown around a lot, um, and folks can can maybe say they're in advisory. Um, but what, the way we're defining advisory, just within our firm, um, is. Ha- identifying ways to um, help the, help businesses become more profitable. So even if it doesn't mean they're moving to the cloud, um, it can literally be an engagement of we're, we're going to dig deep into the numbers. And 
the, the biggest takeaway um, is follow the data. So um, don't go upon um, emotion or the way that it's always been. Or we, we just know that. Always challenge the business owners um, and, and make sure that you follow the data. Otherwise, you can end up making the wrong advice or recommendation. Um, and then helping them um, if the data is not clean. Obviously, you've got to get clean data, but um, really follow the data instead of emotional type decision making. And on this on this topic, you said something earlier about how was it like a dashboard is not enough, or you don't rely on dashboards mm. to do that. Why? So so yeah, you asked me something there. What you know, maybe what stack do you use and things like that? Um, the we use really that kind of stuff internally. We don't do a we we won't do a lot of dashboards that we produce external to our clients, um, and there's maybe you know a lot of folks may not like to hear this, but we we just don't find it useful. Um, it's it's either slow, it's either um, you know comes up once a month, um, but um, we don't use a lot of dashboards. We, and another reason is the business owner is not typically going to sit around and look at a dashboard all day, and I mean. That doesn't happen. They're running a business. So we use it internally to then go have a discussion and talk to them about the data um, and, and use, it, use it that way. Yeah. So what if somebody wanted to talk to you about their dashboard? Would they, how would they contact you? <clears throat> uh, they, we, we don't. Um, <laughs> That's so, hypothetical. Yeah. But, but for the listener, I'll, I'll let Blake handle this question. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll get a different answer. Well, I, so if one of our listeners wanted to follow you online, get in mm. touch with you, send you a message. Uh, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, probably on Twitter, actually, um, at ClintBowers25. Awesome. Uh, yep, so absolutely. And what was your website again? Smartconcepts.co. Well, Clint, thanks so much for yeah. your time. It was great talking to you. Absolutely, likewise. Looking forward to sharing more insights. Yep, perfect. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.